This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. In the shotgun, Brady with a play fake, and he throws it in the end zone. And it is intercepted in the back of the end zone. Picked off by J. Ron Kirsch on a ball that went a little too high of the target. Ha <laughs> ha! God bless Reggie for starting with my favorite play of the game. 877-881-1053. The hateration is strong. Oh, today. for sure. You should expect nothing less. Mike prepared everything. How I would be in such a pissy mood this morning is what a great day it is because the Dallas Cowboys are victorious and stomp out Tom Brady in the process My question for y'all is, what was your number one moment from last night's dominating playoff victory? And Corey, you just said that your face hurts. I'm assuming from smiling, I hope. (laughs) Yeah, it's absolutely. Well, I had a little dental work done too, but yes. What? Uh, Face work? No, dental work. They they jabbed me uh, last night in the jawline. And so, uh, but yeah, man, I was was all smiles after that, baby. It was awesome last night. Uh, Man, I'm, I'm trying to pick... I'm trying to pick one moment in that game that it's really, that re- yeah, because there were too many really good ones. I mean, like little small plays that uh, that that happened throughout the night. I think I think here's the the moment that stands out for me. And we just discussed, you know, where Mike McCarthy's mind is right now, where Will McClay and Stephen are with the kicker situation. I think my moment was when Mike McCarthy. Is has bones sitting there ripping his headset off, going, "You're what? You're not putting my kicker out on the field." I don't know if that's what he was saying. That's what I imagined. But that was your interpretation. And Mike McCarthy just folded his arms and goes, "No," and he said, "F it, we're going with the touchdown play. Run the touchdown play." You know, we always talk about that, Reggie. Just call the score play. Mm-hmm. Hey, call the home run. Just, just like we should always run that. Absolutely, play. and they felt like they did all night last night. And and they like there was a moment when Joe Buck was like, and finally they forced the Cowboys to punt. And I was like, yeah, that feels pretty good. That's the moment where I was like, and then they scored. It was it was a fourth down play, dude. Yeah, they could have they could have just flopped all over the place on that one, or gone back out there and said, let's put the kicker. Mike McCarthy has the cojones. And says, no, run the touchdown play. We're putting our foot down. And that's what and that was the moment right there. There were other things that happened throughout the night. Second half, Kevin, they could have rolled out there and said, Hey, it's time for Zeke to go to work. Let's just put the ball in his hands and run it out. They said, No, we're gonna pass it down the field. We're gonna score. The whole approach to the game, Kevin, was the moment for me last night. I I know this might not be the most marquee play, but second and five. From the Cowboys 25, they get a 15-yard completion of Michael Gallup. That was a huge play because before that, this felt like it was going to be the game that offense forgot. Mm-hmm. You know, like you were the both dr- the first two drives, 
for both teams, I was like, oh, man, this under looks like it's going to hit for sure. It looks like it's going to be a 10-7 to slugfest or whatever. And that play kind of jump-started what ended up being a super awesome drive for the Cowboys. And then a missed extra point. Yeah. Each team had two possessions, and there were still, I think, 11 minutes on the clock. And <laughs> what I was, was like, the Cowboys' <laughs> first one, like, 13 seconds? Yeah. And I think it was <laughs> negative after everybody had two possessions. I don't even know I've if got it was it. positive yards. Do you want to know? Total. <laughs> after four total possessions, negative two yards. And I thought my son, and I I get the low scoring game, but I looked at my boys and I said, well, the thing is, it's like only one team has had a possession so far. If you look at normal football games, usually like if you get a first down, usually you take about three minutes off the clock or so, and then you punt. And I'm like, literally both teams have had the ball two times. And it's usually in most football games. This is just so far. The other team is now going to get the ball to see what they can do today. The, but from that point on, my gosh, Dak was close to perfection. The there there was a moment, Kevin, before the 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 touchdown, the first touchdown of the game, where Pollard has the eighteen yard run. He's he's running strong. He looked like I came to play. Yeah, you know the first couple possessions for both teams, they looked like they were feeling each other out and everything. And then all of a sudden, it's like Pollard says, "I'm here to play today." He gets the eighteen yard run, and then you I don't know if you saw this or if you noticed, you probably did. You're a hell of a fan too. Uh, and then all the Tolos out there celebrating their asses off today. He points to the sideline and says, come on, Zeke, it's, I'm I'm tired. I've been running. Yeah. I just ran 18 yards. And in my mind, hey, we've been running the ball so well, keep doing it. And in, when I watched Tampa Bay, they were thinking, oh, Zeke's in. They've been running the ball so well, they're going to keep doing it. And they go for the 22-yard touchdown pass to Dalton Schultz. That was my that was the example, Kevin, of the flea flicker right there. Right. When everybody thought you were doing this, Kellen Moore said, We're gonna do this. And that's the way they approached last night's game. I loved it. Now the other moment. This one other moment. Okay. Hell, there's a lot of them. Micah makes a play in the backfield on Tom Brady, comes back and starts walking back to his his huddle, and then gets stuck in the Tampa Bay huddle. I loved it. Cause he Hold on, can I ask you a question? Get stuck in the Tampa huddle yes, or like forced his way. No, he into- did it on purpose. Okay. He when he got done with that, he was staring at Tom Brady. Wasn't John at him. Wasn't doing anything over the top, just letting him know I'm right here and I'm gonna be here all night. And then as he was walking back, he's like, I don't need to walk around you. This is my field. It was a look, y'all are in my way right now. And whenever they were like pushing him and everything, he 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 was trying to draw something a little bit. Oh, but for getting sure. in their heads, man. He was the dude, he was the alpha on the field. And that SWAT that he had on the goal line led to the J. Ron Curse interception. I thought it was amazing that Micah, when he got pushed, looked at the refs. I was like, come on, dude. Nah. Like, I appreciate I that he does not. I walking back where I was supposed to go. I appreciate that on the holding front, he does not get anywhere near <laughs> as many penalties in favor of him mm-hmm. as he should. Mm-hmm. But that one, I was like, come on, dude. Like, Liked it. There's no way you're getting that penalty. Also, he right into it- the teeth of that team, dude, and was like, what? I'm right here. When does it do. become a penalty for staying in the other team's huddle? I was kind of curious about that. If they threw a flag, I was not going to be like, guess, in your face, yeah, Tampa. I you're not be offside, thinking, I guess, until they snap the ball. Oh, yeah. Somebody says you're supposed to get a personal foul by, for that. He was just walking back to his huddle. They were in his okay, way. Okay, he was definitely not. Because at one point, it looked like he took a step back in the huddle. And they were like, no, we told you to get the F out of here. Micah also had one of what should have probably been three or four more interceptions. Like, And that Micah one, 
God, that had pick six written all over it. And then Tom Brady, even after the game, told Leighton Vander Esch, you got to catch those interceptions. It's because <laughs> Leighton had probably two he should have gotten. Uh-huh. Micah had one that he almost got. And I know, I feel like there was one more that was almost picked. And it just felt like, I know the sack numbers might not bear it out, but when we talk all the time about different levels of pressure. It felt like Tom Brady was being harassed all game. I feel like I talked about this last week, Corey, and I know it's compared to baseball, which isn't the best, but I said pressures are doubles. Sacks okay, are home yeah, runs. Yeah, yeah. But if you double, 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 I've put two runs on the yep. board. So if you go pressure, 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 kind of three times in a row when he drops back 66 times yesterday, you're probably going to get a three and out in yeah. that situation. Just like if I keep hitting doubles, I'm going to score runs, but the home run is the perfect scenario where nothing can go wrong. The ball's out of the park. I don't rely on the next guy to knock me in. So I feel like those pressures, if you keep doing that so many times, the dam breaks. Yeah. You know, And so I felt like for the Cowboys early on, they did such a good job of Tom Brady probably going, I didn't know this until yesterday, He's scared to get hit, like big time scared. And I get it. He's 45 years old. My God, he's the same sure. age as I am. And so, you do not want to be out there taking hits. No. And you can tell he doesn't want to either. And so, as the pressure was getting to him early in the game, he was like, screw it. And I did listen to his press conference. Pretty much, he said, I just couldn't. They were asking him, hey, how come you couldn't attack their cornerback kind of depth, their cornerback situation? He's like, they were getting pressure so quickly. It was very tough to wait and see that situation. And he talked about how they were playing guys deep on maybe the guy that he wanted to go to. Maybe he's like, hey, I found 25 or I found 37, whoever on the field. He's like, but they have a guy 15 yards back. Just like Deke told us yesterday, roll, roll to that side where they, where he wants to go deep and keep digs or whoever underneath. Yeah, that was exactly what George Teague was telling us yesterday. From the 469, the Dak handoff fake to run it in himself was beautiful. It fooled me. That was their moment last night. And I know this is crazy, and I get it. Dak has had struggles, and I think we all understand that. But going into this game... Dak had a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown in each of his last three playoff games. Tying Steve Young and Patrick Mahomes is the only players to ever do that. Now, I think we would would, yes, I think we would all agree. Like, I'm not telling you he's at that level yet yet, is. But since he did it again, that is now an NFL record. So Dak has thrown and passed for a touchdown in each of his last four playoff games, and that is now an NFL record, which is super cool. When you have an NFL record that's positive, especially in the playoffs, that is not something that this franchise has excelled at in a while. It used to be something. Yet here we are today. Yeah, hell yeah. And and I guess that's that's the thing that I'm taking away today is, you know, I said Mike McCarthy let something off his back last night. I think you're right. And I think that there are still going to be fans that are like, no, and because you even said one win's not enough. You got to get to the conference sure. championship, and it'll be enough for his gotta, job. For you got sure. a tough task going up against San Francisco. We'll get to that later in the week. But the the whole like this is what he's established. This is the team. This is the what this franchise should be now, right? Like that's what I feel like Mike McCarthy's been kind of building too. Is we should expect these kinds of things. We shouldn't go into last night's game as nervous as we are about all this. We should be here consistently trying to say what's going to get us over the top. So that's this is a new feeling, a fresh feeling for a lot of Cowboys fans that have 
just shown up or been around for 15, 20 years and never got those Super Bowls. But this is the what this franchise expects. I think what's funny is we're the home of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we'll have Stephen Jones on at noon. noon yep. But I think of this, since the existence of the fan, when it flipped in 2008, yeah. I think that's when this station decided we're going to be a sports talk radio station. Is that's their third playoff win? Or what a yeah, fourth? They beat Detroit. Nine. I was with Corey for that yeah. one. And then they Seattle. beat Seattle. I was at the game for that one. That's it. Is there? And then Who now they beat in nine, two thousand nine. I wasn't here. Okay, maybe we did. <laughs> but I mean, that's isn't that I mean, literally beat in the, the Eagles Philly in the existence of the fans. So four. There's been four playoff wins. So this is the fourth time in the history of this station mm-hmm. yeah. that you can celebrate a Cowboys victory in a do-or-die playoff game. Yeah. Because I guess they went 0 for 3 in, in trying to celebrate a do-or-die regular season game. Yes, and they it did. To, to and it needs to be more consistent. You know, like it needs to be like that more often. I know somebody somebody texted in a while back and was like, you're so entitled thinking you belong. You you should just be in the playoffs all the time. When you're When you're this kind of team, you should be. Like when you have the right coaching, the right players on the team, you should be consistently winning football games. And that's what I expected. That's what I want. That's what I want for my team. And you got it last night. You got a great effort last night, man. It's the sixth time and I believe the last 26 seasons that the Cowboys have been to the divisional round. Which, I mean, again, to Mike's point, like, that's why you celebrate, but also... For older Cowboys fans, I know there is a little bit of sadness that goes along with that, but that's not how I feel today. Like, I'll deal with San Francisco later. I'll deal with whatever later. It's amazing for all these Cowboy fans because it's just, this doesn't happen. Winning a playoff game doesn't happen. And so... This is one of the rare occasions where I think, yes, especially today, maybe even tomorrow, soak it in. I know, hey, we got a heck of yep. a game coming up. Later. But but right now, you don't get to do this. In the last 26 years, fourth playoff win. And in the last 26 <laughs> years, sixth appearance in the divisional round. So, That's hey, it. Now change that. Now change that. In the McCarthy era, you've gone 12-5 and five in, in two seasons. You've gone back-to-back playoffs, and now you've won your first playoff game. Yep. In the McCarthy On era, the road, you're too. a damn fine football team. No, I, I agree with that. Retainer. And <laughs> I... I I agree with that. I was just worried because on Friday when Jerry was talking about, hey, let's not discount how amazing these regular seasons were. It just, it felt like you were setting the stage for, so guess what? When we lose and they, like, they didn't lose. Also, 31 to 14, this might sound weird. There was a lot of times that game did not even feel that close. And then I know when they didn't get the onside kick, I was like, seriously, what in the hell is going on? But it felt like a dominating performance after the first to two your point, drives. My son asked to write around 24 to zero in the third quarter. He goes, hey, do you think I can go to bed? He was getting tired. And I said, yeah, this game's over. Yeah. And he said, well, what about the Jacksonville game? I said, Jacksonville showed signs of life at the end of half. Then Jacksonville took the opening kickoff and scored a touchdown. Tampa showed no signs of life at yeah. the end of the half, and then they went. Was it, I think it was a three and out. I'm 99 sure they they got the kickoff to start the third quarter, and it was a three yeah, and out. Three and out. They They're never right showed any signs that they were going to somehow start driving the ball up and down the field. And Kevin, your X factor. I mean, both both. I think all of our X factors showed up last night. Yours definitely did in stopping the guy that Jerry thought would give you a turnover. Yeah. All right. 
because <laughs> we like dead serious. Oh, yeah, dead yeah. serious. Chris Godwin did almost give a turnover to the Cowboys, but they ruled <laughs> him did. down. He, he had he what did. ten catches and seventy something yards, eighty five yards, something like that. But he wasn't effective. Like, he, it didn't matter because Donovan Wilson hit him so hard that he didn't want to be there for the rest of the game. Yeah. I, it was it a shoulder injury, arm injury. Yeah. But you could tell every time the ball came to him, he was like, stop throwing it to me. I hurt, dude. Is he the antithesis of Trayvon Diggs when it comes to tackling we'll style? We'll get to that later. Okay, we'll I just, that later. I'm just asking. Just Those asking. are business decisions. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan on a Victory Tuesday. Coming up next. We will talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola, right here on 105.3 The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. We will be talking with Mickey Spagnola in just one minute, but I know what seems to have amused Corey and Mike is the idea that tomorrow we're going to go through my hate list. Yep. Is that what yeah, not is happening? Are You Better is... Ranking the hate. Yeah, 877-881-1053. You've listened to this show for a long time. We started as a weekend show in 2011. Uh, that was the, like I said, the Dirk Nowitzki Mother's Day match. Yeah. Right? It was uh, Peja and Jason Terry yeah. going off. That was our first show ever. So we've been on air since 2011. You've heard Kevin hate a lot in mm-hmm. his life. People have texted in. His name is Kevin Hateland. You know, like those oh, kinds of things. There's really? a lot That's of niceness in your hurtful. soul. Uh, but you've you've heard the list before. So anything you've ever heard Kevin hate before, car go ahead insurance. and text it in yeah. so I can put it. Yeah, car insurance. Sometimes I think Mike I, said get, flavor. I get more angry. <laughs> and when I came into the room today, and one of the first, I would say, five sentences I heard from Kevin, I can't remember if it was number one or number five, somewhere in there is, Tom Brady's a piece of ass. Uh-huh. And I was like, whoa! Yeah. And were you calling him Maher Effer last night? Like, did you have that going no, on in your brain? No, no, okay, no. you were really nice. You were trying, I was trying to tweet nice things. I was like, come on, at some point it's it was be all okay. positive. Yeah. All right, right now, brought to you by Four Built for Texas, built for you. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We are great. doing great. Awesome. Well, Fantastic. Good. Wonderful. What, you got any other words, superlatives you like to throw out there, Mickey? Uh, I think you got, got it covered. Nice. Heck yeah. Heck Look yeah. The fourth time since I graduated high school, <laughs> the Cowboys won a playoff game. That's it? Well, I'm only, I'm only 45. So you graduated. No, I guess in, it's five. It's I graduated like, yeah. in 96. That was the year they oh, won. Oh, you missed all the wins. <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl was obviously the 96 year. So we got five, <laughs> Mike, okay. in your I'm, face. I'm good. No, it's just it's it's fun to celebrate. This is in, in a in we just don't get to celebrate this much. So it's fun. But as uh, I think, the you know, they came down to earth. They realized that there's more to accomplish. Oh, Believe last night in not, the plane. Yeah. Yeah. And even after the game and some of the comments, it's like, okay, that's one, but we got to go to San Francisco. <coughs> Excuse me. That- Whoa! <laughs> what was that? I didn't that? mean to choke you up. Oh, my God, Kevin. <laughs> I was not prepared. That sounded phlegmy, too. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> is That sounds like for the team to deal with. We don't have to deal with that. I don't have to get ready for anything. I could just celebrate right? this victory today. But it's a short week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have general thoughts? I don't know how much we talked about it leading into it about not only the Monday night game, but that San Francisco played early on Saturday. Do you, does that bother you at all that like the time disparity there? Well, it's better than having to go to Philadelphia. who have been sitting there for two weeks. That's true. 
So this is the least of <laughs> oh the the two evils. We have. I think we may have lost Kevin for oh, the no. day. He's all choked up. <laughs> I I have, a drink, have a drink of water. I'll have this conversation here with Mickey as we move. Do forward. you want to write down your questions, Kevin, so we can ask him? Get 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 one of those grease boards, you know, and just you know, just, just jot it and down, then wipe it off, and we'll answer. Yeah, it. text your questions to Mickey, and I'm sure he'll uh, he'll answer those as we as we. All go right, here. I think I'm gonna be okay. Back to you guys, though. <laughs> All right, the we he asked the question to start the show. What was the one moment that like signified to you, Mickey? All right, this is this is gonna be a different night. Um, so contrary to you guys, because I was listening a little bit. As I was rushing to get here, uh, I will admit my Tom Brady dislike is influenced my decision. Uh, it was when the quarterbacks came out for warmups. Oh, and, and when they were dressed, right? And I saw Tom Brady come out. You know, the crowd's going crazy. They got lights going, and he comes running down their sideline like fast and I don't know if he does that all the time like that's part of his warm-up and when he got to where he was going to stop he jumped up in the air and swung his fist in the air and I was going that looked like false bravado to me and then Dak came out and he just came out running as they do normally and he had this look on his face like I got this right? They didn't need to show off. He didn't need to do any, you know, kind of false celebration to start. He just came out with this determined look, and I said, uh-huh, I think we got something here. Uh, it was sort of the opposite of San Francisco's boombox entrance last year. Yes. When they were so cocky, and they came out with this look on their face like, okay, game on. But it was almost like Brady, in the back of his mind, knew that they were not the better team, and he was trying to create some enthusiasm for his team and the crowd. Which, by the way, smart guy, he was. There right. was a lot of blue jerseys in that crowd. By yeah, the way. and and I know that the Russell Gage moment had happened, but yeah. the touchdown they had later was the quietest t- playoff touchdown I've ever heard. Oh well, no, life. you no, you mean the one with like two minutes to go? I believe so. Did they show the fact that they felt it was very perfunctory, that they fired off fireworks when they were down by 17 points? (laughs) There were fireworks all over the place, and the pirate ship was shooting out the side, right? (laughs) And I was looking, and I'm going, seriously? You're going to do this? But that's I, also because you knew the game was over in warm-ups, so you'd already— That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other thing I thought was funny, because I was—I got—this has got to be one of the first times ever we go down on the sideline before the game's over, because it's over, right? Yeah. Because uh, normally, Cowboys, everything goes down to the last minute. So I'm standing on the sidelines, and I was uh, down by the Cowboys bench, and I turned around, and— the uh, San Fran- the San Francisco, the Tampa Bay cheerleaders were all behind me, and they all had these big smiles on their face, like they were told, "Doesn't matter to score, you got to keep smiling, right?" And I, I and I just thought it was funny that the Cowboys, even though San Francisco scored, all the Cowboy fans were standing and cheering. 
Now, I didn't think there was any way I was going to be able to logically transition to this today. But since you mentioned the cheerleaders, Mickey, my wife, while she is doing an amazing job taking care of Noah at home, has been streaming some of the old Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders making the team. And wouldn't you know, when I came home the other day, I saw Mickey Spagnola as one of the people helping make decisions and asking questions during that. How long were you on that show? And what (laughs) can you tell me about that? Boy, that's a funny time to bring that up. It is a weird time. I don't know. Because you just years. mentioned the cheerleaders. <laughs> I don't I don't remember how many years I did it, but it was it was quite a while. I, I bet it was well, before COVID, maybe six, seven, eight years, something like that. Impressive. Awesome. Somebody asked me what do I know about cheerleaders, right? And I said, I've been covering football for forty years. I know what a cheerleader looks like. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Kevin. Oh, I like that. Uh, okay. To transition away yes. from that a little bit, <laughs> um, the a couple of, of things. Do you know? I, I think I saw that Gage his extremities are moving. Yeah. I didn't know if you had an update there. And also, do you have an update on Curse and maybe even Peters at this yes, point? Yes, I do. Uh, Peters, the hip injury. Uh, I think at his age, he's probably done for the season. Mm. Or that was okay. the feeling. Uh, last night. Now you never know when they, you know, get him back and get an MRI and what it was, but it just sounded like it was an injury that you're not going to get back in a week from, okay. or two weeks, whatever. Uh, for Curse, uh, <clears throat> I saw him walking afterwards. They had his knee kind of taped up and his lower calf taped up. Uh, he was walking, not well, but he was work walking. Uh, I think the initial diagnosis was a sprained MCL, and they weren't quite sure how serious it was. So I would put that one on hopeful, not certain, but hopeful that he might be able to get back. And they were hoping also that McQuamu had just cramped up, but they needed to wait to see when everything calmed down. So I think those were the the injuries that they were most concerned about, if I remember correctly. It felt like Mukwamu had a heck of a game. Am I off base about that? No, no, he did. Uh, I mean, and I know, you know, you can you can look at the, the defensive stats. Uh, he had four tackles, and he had two passes broken up, one of which uh, for sure was on third down. And I want to say the other one he almost picked off. Uh, so that was one of the things they were working on uh, during the week. Uh, you know, we talk about the big nickel with Curse out there. Well, this was like even the bigger, bigger nickel because they had Curse and uh, McQuamo on the field at the same time, uh, using Curse the majority of the times when it wasn't definite passing situations uh, to kind of play in the slot. And then when it was, they brought in McQuamu and left Duran Bland on the outside. Uh, and I bet uh, that Evans guy, what's his name, Mike? Mike? Mike Evans. I bet he's not laughing anymore, right, Mm-mm. on the sideline because Diggs took his butt out of the game until the fourth <laughs> quarter when it was 31-6. to six. That de- that definitely was one of those kind of, hey, he's been very quiet most yeah. of this thing. Yeah, yeah. it was like because everything was going to Godwin, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the cow and, and you know you got to give Dan Quinn credit because they did a good job of mixing up their man coverage with a bunch of zone stuff, 
and it was it was just enough to get Brady's attention, and he didn't have time to get that attention, right? I know they didn't sack him all that many times or hit him, but they were around him. And, you know, I've always said with veteran quarterbacks like that, uh, when, it's, when they feel like it's time to retire, they don't lose their arm. They don't lose their legs. They lose their inability to deal with pressure around them and people at his feet and hitting, getting hit. That's when they decide, you know what, I'm done with this. So we'll see where that one goes. But I thought they did a really good job of disguising their coverages, uh, using the safeties in different situations to, you know, maybe double. Make sure he didn't beat you with anything deep because you know as soon as he gets to the 50-yard line, he's throwing downfield, right? Yeah. Uh, and they they didn't really make any of those mistakes. Uh, now, they got a couple big plays, uh, but, you know, McCarthy's big on big plays, right? you got to have big plays to win. The Cowboys had six plays of 20 yards or more. Tampa Bay had two. Wow. And I want to say both of those came in the fourth quarter after it was 31-6. So, yeah, uh, you know, they – I mean, everybody's been waiting for that next game, the next Minnesota game, and and you got it last night. That was about as bad an ass-whipping I've seen in quite some time. On the road, by the way. Love it. On grass, by the way. (laughs) Against Tom Brady, by the way. How about all that? So they started their new streak, right? Because now they're 3-0 and against Tampa Bay all time in the playoffs. And the last time they beat Tampa Bay in the playoffs, they made the NFC Championship game. That's right. Absolutely. Oh. So, whoa, look out. They're starting their own streaks now. Thank you very much, Mickey. We appreciate it. We'll catch up with you again tomorrow. Sounds good. See ya. By the way, speaking of the coughing thing, some people yeah, have said... You need to add the cough button to the list of things that Kevin hates. And <laughs> then another person said, I didn't know Kevin was going to go straight Maher out here. So I will I will work on getting it together. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. After an amazing Cowboys performance, who or what do you need to take the L about today? What were you wrong about for this team, this game, whatever the case might be? Let us know. 877-881-1053. We'll do it next right here and the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Second and 10. Elliott's back in the game. Prescott in the gun. Back to throw. Well protected going to the end zone. Schultz at the goal line and he's in for the touchdown. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Cowboys victorious moving on to the divisional round as you heard right here on 105.3 The Fan. Now, a question for everybody, and it looks like a lot of people are going to be ready to participate. Okay. Who or what do you need to take the L about Nothing. today? Is, okay. Actually, I do have one thing. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you could be free and clear, but I like this from the 214. All right, Kevin, as your nemesis and troll since the weekend show, I'll admit I was wrong and apologize about Brady this time. They are consistent about that. I appreciate it. But whether it was about Dak, whether it was about this team getting smoked, whatever the case is, is there something you need to take the L about today in terms of an opinion? I guess I thought it would be a coin flip yesterday. Obviously, I kept changing my mind. At the end, right. I gave the Cowboys a close victory, but yeah. that wasn't three close points. Enough. Yeah, right? I think twenty-seven twenty-four is at the end of the show what I decided. But even yesterday, you know, before the game, I'm like, man, I just I don't know. I'm, I said Cowboys at the end of the show, so I'll stick with a Cowboys close victory. But uh, that wasn't close at all. I was worried about Brady. I mean, I thought this son of a gun is going to somehow, some way play a great game and i'll say in in a one minute span the play where he's getting rushed out to the right side and he flips the ball to the cornerback chris godwin who decided to play wide receiver yesterday (laughs) Uh for tampa bay Uh i was like wow this son of a gun still like is going to put his body on the line is going to figure out a way how to kind of jab step and, and kind of flip the ball there to godwin and that gets the ball down the five yard line and then a play later he chucks and ducks for an interception and I thought wow like that that went from oh my gosh Tom Brady's you know is going to pull off one of these miracle things again to Ooh. nope he does not want any part of getting hit from the 5-1-2 I've hated on the quarterback all year that performance made me eat it and the 8-1-7 I thought they were going to get torched and play like poo I'm glad they were prepared last night I think my biggest concern or the biggest L that I would have to take is I did not think the secondary would turn into the pass breakup machine that they were last night. I don't even know what the final number was. I know it was at least 10 or 11, but they were just breaking up passes left and right. And even though Troy Aikman thinks every play ever is pass interference, I thought a lot of it was really great coverage. Oh God, you just, he's hate. We need to put Mike Bassick on that hate list. I think, you know, he's no, taking like, shots at my, my Troy Aikman. There were two plays. That it was just good coverage, and they're like, oh, he was there early. And I was like, there where? With his arm trying to get the football? He didn't touch that guy. And then, obviously, the biggest L of the game was Trey Aikman. was like, I really don't know about this. You should probably take the three. And then the Cowboys scored a touchdown. I thought that I was, was amazing. With, I was with Troy Aikman because he kind of had to hurry up and say it. And I just thought, dude, go up by two scores here. I don't know if they're going to be able to move the ball. Now, it's a great play, and Kellen Moore deserves a lot of credit, I think. I'm not taking the L on Kellen Moore because I've been steady on saying I think he's solid. I don't think he's the best. I don't think he's a top five play caller in the game, but I think he's solid and good. But I wonder how many people who hate Kellen Moore or think he's the issue or problem would have to say, man, that was a great uh, play calling game. And I think on fourth down, 
I think they quickly showed McCarthy, right? That's why being at the game can help you. You oh, got, get to sure. see the interaction on the coaches on the sideline. But it was like McCarthy like looked at Kellen Moore and was like, stay on the field. And it was like, I think it was that play. And like, you got it, Kellen. Like, and Kellen called the perfect play where they weren't ready for that, uh, you know, fake handoff. I actually thought Kellen Moore might lead the way on this. Is I could see Dak, but I thought people Kellen Moore would be like, hey, sorry that I said you were terrible and would get fired after this game because I thought he was fantastic yesterday. Mike, I'm also, I think you should uh, fess up. Okay. You said Dak would throw an interception yesterday. He I guarantee. <laughs> how, how come if you say it like Charles Barkley and just act like it, then it, it ends up being you know that what? perfect jinx. You know what, though? Here's the thing. Here's well, the thing. I was thing. doing it. My I did think he would throw an interception, but I also wanted to do it in Charles Barkley, uh, I guarantee, because usually his guarantees on TNT come playoff time go really wrong. My son Carter would randomly say, Dad, I hope there's no traffic on your way to work. For three months, he, he nailed it. Every time he said that, no traffic. Then when I told him his streak, he was like, whoa, well, guess what? Back-to-back days, he threw it out there. I was like, bad timing. Bad, this isn't good. So, Mike, it might just be like pick and choose your options here. But last night was the one. He didn't do it, so nice work. Thank you for guaranteeing that because that dude was not going to lose last night. From the 682, I think a lot of people owe Schultz an apology. He may not be Kittle, but he's damn good. Now, Schultz was somebody that you brought up as your X Factor, right. and my goodness, what a hell of a game he had. Yeah, and I thought the touchdown pass first give Dak a lot of credit for seeing him kind of in the back of the end zone, but I thought Schultz worked very hard there, and he came back to the ball. When, when you're going to throw the ball somewhat across the field, and I know it's not completely across the field, but he's near the sideline, so you are throwing the ball back into traffic. And for, for Schultz to work that hard and then to come back to the ball to make that look like an easy play, because if he stays in the back of the end zone there and lets the ball come to him, maybe it does get deflected. But he came back and made it look like a really easy play. And Dak made a great throw there, and Schultz worked really hard. And obviously had the play on the sideline where he stayed in bounds and, and made a great kind of juggling catch. That was another one. So Dalton Schultz had a great game. And don't worry. I have that question coming up in Mike Ask All the Football Questions. I don't know that it's taking an L here, but they did correct it. The offensive line looked better last night by, like, far compared to what they looked like in Washington. Yes, 100%. I agree with you. It was shocking. Yeah, like, that was what we were watching. I was like, if they come out and play that kind of game, we're toast. Early on was totally different, right? The first two possessions, didn't Dak get sacked on on a third down? And I was like, oh, no. And you're just like, but then after the first two possessions, everything Everything completely changed. That's why I thought that completion of Gallup, and I was like, oh, my gosh, positive yardage? Let's do it. You know what? I'll take an L on that. I will, too. Gallup, I just thought, throughout this whole season, hasn't been able to get open. And yesterday he did. He was really good in clutch moments for the team. That slant round, I think that's one you were talking about, that slant pattern that he ran, and it was a tight window for Dak to throw into. But there was a blitz coming down from the safety. The Cowboys set that whole play up. Like if yeah. you go back and watch, I think Emmanuel Acho did a really good job uh, of of this, like going through this specific play that where he gets that. He sees that that it's coming. He moves him outside, so the safety has to be the blitzer instead of the corner, and Michael Gallup just beats his guy. And then Michael Gallup, with that touchdown, I still, in my mind, dude never stepped out of bounds. I appreciate that the referees (laughs) were like, hey, you know what? Just to clarify, if he did step out of bounds, 
here's what the ruling would have been. I appreciate that, but I don't think Michael Gallup stepped out of bounds. I'll take an L2 because I was very concerned that it was only CeeDee Lamb stepping on the field last night. From the 214, I have to take the L because I thought Brett Maher got shafted as a pro bowler. <laughs> That's fascinating. I did not anticipate positive to negative L's. Like, I just thought it would be negative to positive L's. I guess if there is one thing, that would be the focus. Out of almost close to the same game they played against Minnesota. I mean, yes. that was that was pretty much their best game of the year. And now this one being a do-or-die game, you rank it over because sure. this one meant Absolutely. so much Absolutely. more than that Minnesota game. Even though there was a lot on the line in that Minnesota game at the time, is that is the one crazy thing is now the kicker yeah. is such a concern because if you are in what most playoff games it feels like are a three- to seven-point type of situation – is oh my gosh. I mean, if Maurer lines up in the early or late in the first quarter Jump for out. a field goal, you're just like, oh my gosh. Like that will be the most nervous situation early on in that San Francisco game. And there was a couple of times or one specific time where I thought they could have lined up for like a 60-yard field goal. And I was like, well, there's no way in hell. But I thought the most Cowboys thing to do would be for Maher to hit the 60-yard field goal as opposed to missing all of those extra points. But luckily, they're in a position where they just punted the ball. This was another one that I thought was going to come up a lot today from the 214, Vander Esch. My L from the 214 is on Vander Esch. He was balling last night. I thought he has played not amazingly, but we always talk about what value do the Cowboys get out of their players versus what they're paying him. I think they've gotten value versus what they're paying Vander Esch all season long, and I thought he was top-notch yesterday. I agree with you. So my biggest L is Gallup because I just didn't think he could get open anymore. Yeah. And, I'm, and not like the rest of his career. Just this, it just this, I had no confidence he could get open uh, for Monday Night Football. What's your biggest L's? Like, just one. Just pick your... I think my biggest L is I, there is no way that I thought that this DB crew as a whole could essentially, like, shut down the passing game. And I, I know, like, yeah. if you look at the stats, I know people are like, Man, Brady threw for blah, blah, blah. He had to throw the ball 66 yards because they could not get the ball moving whatsoever. And that interception in the end zone... Gosh, like I would have to go back and rewatch the game. That felt like the moment where the Cowboys were like, hell no, not today, no chance. I I take the L for underestimating this group of DBs. I thought, compared to expectations, they were freaking phenomenal last uh, night. From the 214 going forward on fourth and four, L for me saying it was wrong from the 214, Kevin, when the Cowboys went for it on fourth down at the goal line, that Dak run. Yes. Were you beforehand? Were y'all all gung ho, or were you like, oh, just take the points? I was gung ho about going for it, but then I had nightmares about the Cincinnati game, and I was like, well, I know we're not going Trevor Lawrence slam dunk yeah, it here, yeah, yeah. Um, because <laughs> God, that play was so awesome. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence was like, whoop, touchdown. Is I was having nightmares about some sort of attempt to do that, and them running it all the way back. This felt like a game, and I know we talk about this in the past where you lose this game with field goals. Like, as much as I crap on Tom Brady because I don't like him, I my worst nightmare was this game being Cowboys up 27 to 24. 
23-24 in the fourth quarter with two minutes and Brady getting the ball. And so I was like, let's go for it. Yeah. Like they went for that win. Yeah, man. They 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 definitely said we're we're not gonna let anything happen. And Mike, you were pointing it out, like Tom Brady and that team never woke up. They never got into it. They never got their rhythm going. So that was useful, helpful too, because the Cowboys defense was so effective and keeping them from coming alive. I think Troy Aikman, as much as you want to hate on him, yeah, yeah. as many L's as you're delivering. You're a big Romo guy. As many L's as you're delivering to the three-time Super Bowl champion. He did say uh, one thing last night that really stood out to me, and he was like, Troy, he said, uh, everything is being challenged. Every throw. And yeah. that was the description that like really stood out for me with the defense last night was there were moments in the season where you're like, where are they just, where'd they go? Yeah. But they challenge even passes that were wide open in the middle of the field with no receiver around. It was like Tom Brady just threw it in the middle of the field, hoping there were still people batting it down. Yeah. And that was, that was an awesome part I, of last night. And like, I think everything gets heightened during the game. I don't know if we're going to get to tweets at any point, but that was absolutely one of my tweets. As I said, in your face, Troy Aikman touchdown, because oh he's just, because I just thought it was yeah. in that moment. He was like, I don't know. I think you should take the field goal. And then they scored the touchdown. It was awesome. And you're, I, you're like my Ryan Drees friend. Who's just going to say the Cowboys could have won with any quarterback back. Then. I'm not saying that. Oh. What does that have to do with the nineties? Cowboys. <laughs> Troy Aikman was an amazing quarterback. I just like that they scored a touchdown. I don't know. Play. I heard Kevin say yeah, you just Troy said Aikman in your face, good. Troy Aikman, <laughs> about that call. We should have won more if you were better. Isn't no, that what you, I, you, you know, oh. I do not believe that at all. <laughs> do we do we give an L to the Phillies fans that have raided our YouTube page right now and Uh-oh, are like talking trash in our YouTube chat? Uh, because like that's just a little bro can't hit, deal with big bro's success. Is that just kind of how it's going right now? Is oh. they have to say, oh my gosh, we got to go check in on them. Hey, that's great. We're just doing our thing. Hey, all the YouTube Philly fans, hit me up when you have a healthy quarterback. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on One Hundred Five Three. The man coming up You're next. You're snapping on everybody, Mike, and you knew it was gonna be that way. Mike asks all the football questions next, right here on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.